Hey guys, this is Neil. And this is Lindsay. And welcome to Meet, Meet the, the Maholtras. Our podcast is all about finances, marriage, relationships, your career, um, overall just navigating your mid-20s and your 20s. We are so glad that you are here. By no means are we experts. We're just here to share our journey with you guys and what we've learned so far and get better together. Alrighty, we are ready to chat. The episode today is going to be based on how to find the perfect person to spend your whole life with. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are uh, going to talk about our story, which is pretty unique. It's a Saturday morning here in Dallas, and we are drinking coffee, and we just woke up, and we would love to share with you guys a little bit about us and what makes us unique. But the funny part about it is Neil and I probably have two different perspectives on how we met. Uh, but they say there's two sides to a story. I don't know. Neil, do you want to get us started on, on the day we met, how we met, what happened? Sure. So according to me, obviously, uh, it, uh, we, we met while going to school together. Um, just to preface... Uh, kind of the going to school part. I am originally from India and I came to the United States about five to six years ago to pursue my bachelor's degree in computer science. And we met at a state university in Texas um, in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area while we were resident advisors or you could call them hall monitors for a dorm dormitory. We met whenever we met for the first time during a team building exercise when the whole team was being introduced to their floor buddies, people who <clears throat> who would be responsible for two parts of the same floor. Mm -hmm. Again, at the end of that team exercise, Lindsay was my floor buddy. She was responsible for the females of the floor, and I was responsible for the males. And the one thing that stood out to me was the first thing, first question she asked me was, what's, what's your favorite flavor of cough drop? And she said hers. <laughs> <laughs> she said hers was lemon, lime. Facts. So, so yeah, that was, that was the first time we met. Do you want to expand on how our relationship grew after that? Yeah. So, you know, actually good detail, Neil, because that is exactly it. Um, and I mean, let me also expand on a little bit about my side of the story on that day. So I was living with my twin sister for our freshman year in the dorm, and I wanted to become an RA. It's Obviously, it helps you with your rent in the dorm, but it's also just like a leadership role that I just wanted and wanted to meet new people and all of that. And when we had that first team building exercise, they actually put us in this large meeting room. There was about, I would say, 20 um, college students in that room. And I, you have to remember, I'm from a tiny, tiny town 
in South Texas, population max 2,000. And I grew up around just Caucasian and Mexican-American people. Um, never in my life prior to college have I met an international or an African-American person. So honestly, like I was pretty sheltered, if you would say. And when I walked into that room, I saw a lot of international people. Did not know what their race really was, but I knew that they were not Mexican or American or white. Um, so immediately I was kind of overwhelmed and nervous thinking, okay, if we end up working together, like how is that gonna work? Like they maybe don't know English or Spanish or how is this gonna work? Uh, so I was like, okay, I need to end up with some white guy. I kind of spanned the room, saw some white guys, saw some Mexican guys. I was like, okay, I just need to end up with them. It'll be a smooth, easy ride. I was already really nervous about becoming an RA. So I just wanted it to be easy. And then at the very end of the team building exercise, I ended up with Neil. So he said, my name's Neil. And I said, oh, okay, immediately. I'm like, that's an easy name. We're off to a good start. And I figured how, like, not racist I was, but more of like, just not like culturally sensitive, not culturally aware. Um, and I don't know if it's really my fault. I mean, I grew up in a small town. So that was the first question that I asked Neil. I said, so um, yeah, my name's Lindsay. What's your favorite type of cough drop? <laughs> and I just like, you know, I was like, I'll tell you mine. And I don't even know why still to this day, I eat cough drops like candy. It's bad. Um, I don't know why I said that. I really don't know. But that is the first thing I told him. And the rest was really history. So after that moment, uh, we were told that we were going to be working together for a year, uh, for the entire school year, which is from like August to June of the next year. And then we were floor buddies, which, you know, we had to work together. Um, and the first thing that that drove me crazy is I'm a team player. I love to engage as many people as I can. Um, I love to create events. That's just me as a person. I'm very extroverted in that way. And we were given the responsibility and task to create an entire event for the dorm. And the dorm had what? It was the largest dorm at UT Arlington. So, so yeah, there was about 500 students living in that dorm. It was the largest dorm on campus. And they were giving us this task to do an event right now. Yeah. And so with this event, I did all the work. And I got actually something put together that I made up called Speed Friending. And I put posters all around the dorm of like, hey, do you want to make friends fast now and fun? come to our speed friending um, challenge. And it was, the funny thing about it is like, Neil was totally unaware, a typical man, he was unaware of the entire thing. He was working out actually when the event started. And I needed his help because everyone was watching and they were like, hey, where's Neil, where's your floor buddy? And I didn't want to throw him under the bus. I'm like, I don't know where this guy's at. So I was calling and calling and calling him and he came to the event probably 30 minutes later said oh i was working out what's going on and i'm like i was so upset but i didn't want to show that i was so upset because i had just met him about two weeks a month ago 
So I really didn't want to show him, like, he's probably going to be like, man, she's mean or whatever. So I didn't want to show him that. But the next day he was very apologetic. And and the rest is, it was really history. We, there were a few things going on with my mental health at the time. Um, so I left the job about two months later, almost three months later. Um, it was a lot that I was going through in my personal life. And I figured that leaving the job would be best for me to kind of get away from campus and recollect myself. So I actually moved in uh, with a couple that I had known for a really long time uh, in North Dallas. And when I moved in with them, I was like felt super lonely and all this self-pity. Like I didn't have any more college friends. My life went to like all this fun to like nothing at all. Uh, but coincidentally, like Neil stayed connected with me. He would call me. He would check on me. Um, and at the time, I don't think there were really like those romantic feelings yet. We were just really good friends. We would do like dinner and lunch every week together. And I think that's when the feelings just built up. And we knew that there was something more. But I feel like we were both really scared to lose that friendship. Um because of that do you want to hop off from there yeah and so it was a it it was a very gradual incline to building up to what the relationship is now it started off as a friendship and kind of naturally ebbed and flowed into a into a marriage at this point so after, you already got married. <laughs> but just to kind of take it off from where Lindsay left off, we had a specific date at uh, at a restaurant called Razu's, where oh, you're gonna tell him that <laughs> <laughs> where she thought I paid for her, but my bill was comp. So because they messed up my order, and that's essentially the point where we started actually dating um, yeah in the real it was like the unofficial official moment correct yeah so essentially after that um kind of went the route of um of growing in our relationship hanging out just doing things what college college kids do so yeah essentially that was the story of our meeting and kind of becoming what we are today that it it was a very natural progression from day one and the feelings developed and took took its own course Um, it was never an intended romantic relationship from the beginning but uh it it was a chance encounter, kind of one in a one in a million. Just thinking of the probability of me coming from India across the world and meeting someone from someone from small small town Texas would have been close to zero, but that's that's the that's how reality worked out yeah yeah and so after we made things official we started dating 
um, there was a lot actually in our dating scene and our dating life um, because Neil did go to India for about three months during that process. He also moved to New York uh, during the holidays of, of school break. Um, so there was a lot. I moved back to my hometown. Um, and then after we both graduated with our bachelor's degree, I moved back to my hometown for about a year um, to complete graduate school while Neil was working here in um, Dallas. So it was a, a lot of long distance, I would say, uh, a lot of like learning and obstacles about each other. We were very young. Um, you know, when you're young and the emotions are high and you just, it, it, the lack of maturity was, was there, you know, we, we weren't that mature as we are today. Uh, so it was just more of like, I wouldn't say it was great. It was beautiful, but there were also those like really growth spurts that we had. Um, and then after I told Neil that I did not want to put a ring on anything, I said, you can surprise me or whatever, but I don't want to do anything until we are completely done with our education entirely. Then after that, we can move forward, do whatever we want to do, but not until our education is both complete. So the funny thing is the day after I turned in my last paper for grad school um, is the day that Neil actually proposed to me. Uh, so he proposed to me and it was beautiful, surprising, funny, wonderful. And then we waited, and this is where it gets, this is where the whole aspect of relationships can be hard, um, and they, but they also can be so blissful, is because we actually got engaged, we're over the moon, started planning our wedding, and then the, the crazy thing, and we're still mind blown about this, is the crazy thing is we moved in, we got a house together, and we were like, okay, let's get married. But we we're like, why don't we just elope, do something with us to a little bit more intimate, and then we'll plan a big like interracial Mexican Indian wedding with all of our family to come together. So once we put our brains together, we're like, let's do that. Let's go for it. And we decided to elope in the white sands of New Mexico. Um, it was beautiful. It was fun. Anything you want to add to that date now? Yeah. So um, again, the the elopement was a great decision. Um, something that really helped uh, take the take the big burden off the um, off that essentially big day and have have it be private for us and have the moment be selfishly between just both of us. Yeah, and I would think that would be a great podcast topic of like why elope uh, versus having a, a big wedding. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel like we definitely respect both sides because we were planning on having a big wedding. We had already bought the venue. We were already buying dresses. We had a big celebration to ask our wedding party. We had about like nine groomsmen and nine um, bridesmaids. We had done everything from asking them, getting everybody gifts, um, and then a global pandemic happened. Um, so we actually had to cancel our venue, cancel everything we had planned already. Uh, we were already talking to caterers and everything. So 
that's where it goes back to us being mind blown that we actually had the opportunity to get married prior because to be honest, we think about it, if we hadn't eloped, we probably would still be engaged. Um, right? Which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, agreed. So as as you as you kind of, as you heard through this whole journey, we've had ups and downs. We met in a very unique situation, a very chance encounter. And everything after that, we obviously had plans, but things turned out very different from each of our plans. Having kind of looking back at 18 or 19 and having a specific image of a partner, I probably would have never thought that something like this could have been possible. Someone like Lindsay would have came into my life and we would have become partners for life. Yeah. And so that brings me back to the topic at hand that we had introduced initially, which was how to find the perfect partner. And there's not one. Nope. Yeah, there's definitely not one. And Neil and I, we click like, you know, we're best friends at the same time. We're lovers and we immensely love each other. Um, but obviously I think Neil's perfect, but then when I don't like him, I think he's not you know, so I think it's like you will never, I mean, I don't know. It, it's like this perception that you have when you're entering your 20s that you need to find this perfect person and they need to be everything that your parents weren't or were, um, you know, and it's almost like it, it, that perfect person doesn't exist. Sorry to burst your bubble, guys, but it's almost like meeting this person, them changing your life, and almost like designing each other the way you see fit for your, that benefits both of you guys. Like, for example, like Neil and I, it's we are we're not experts on this, but we've got quite a few years of experience because he's from India and because I'm from Texas. It obviously creates two cultural backgrounds, two different dynamics, two different thought processes. Um, two different everything, literally two different worlds coming together. Um, really nothing is the same about our lives. Absolutely nothing from our siblings, from our parents to everything. Nothing is the same. And we had to really, you know, put boots on the ground and roll up our sleeves and say, we're not going to let that tear us apart. We're not going to let all these differences. And in fact, we're going to let these differences bring us together more than anything. Um, so yeah, I feel like that concept of like finding the perfect person is like such a, a pressure on today's society. Um, all over your mid twenties, you see people buying houses or having kids or getting engaged and you're like, well, where's my person? I feel like ultimately once you get that, thought process of they have to be perfect or they have to be just like your dad or just like your mom or, you know, just like someone that you admire. Um, that's really not the case. I mean, the moment I met Neil, I didn't think that he was the one. It took time. It took, you know, understanding and uh, to figure that out. Exactly. And from my perspective, I had to keep an open mind as well. 
um, initially I had a closed mind towards um, a traditional marriage or wedding and a traditional relationship. But once you do find the person, it doesn't take long to have your mind changed. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, um, there's also other ways to meet someone. Like, it's not just in college or in high school or whatever. I mean, like, Neil, we, Neil and I, we had our scene, we had our college days and this, that, and um, you can meet them at work, you can meet them online, you can meet them at a grocery store. Um, there are so many places. I don't want you to feel that you have to meet them while you're in college or you, you, you know, if you don't finish nursing school without meeting someone, then it, you're just never going to meet someone. You know, it's like there are so many wonderful websites that we know personally people who've met online and are married and, you know, there's there are so many ways to find this person. But I think once you take that pressure off you, almost I think it happens because the, the funny thing is I was actually, I guess you would say in a relationship the time that I met Neil. And I had all this pressure, like, okay, I want to be with someone while I'm in college, whether they're from my hometown, whether I meet them here, you know, I just need to be with someone. Almost that, like, codependent part of, like, I want someone to go out with, I want this, I want that. And then after I just stopped really worrying about it is whenever I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, like, throw up my white flag if I get with someone or not, it, it, you know, whatever. And then Neil came into my life. So I think it's that like aspect of just letting go and taking that pressure off you of this perfect mister or this perfect missus, whatever it is that you're looking for, and just almost spending time with yourself a little bit more and getting to know who you are and not like, I don't know, like if you're anything like Neil and I, like some of one of us or both of us have had pressure from our parents or from uh, people that we've admired, but it's almost like just letting that go and saying, hey, you know what, if I find them on Bagel Meets Coffee or Coffee Meets Bagel, or if I want, if I find them at work or find them at the gas station, like that's amazing. Um, so just letting go and that perfect, there's no perfect person, but that person will come along and it, it, the rest could be history. Right, so, to to add on to that is having a smaller checklist than what you might have currently is a is a is a good way to go about it too some it's a quick actionable step of not of not having a checklist of things that can be controlled uh, that uh, Obviously, uh, people do get uh, to get em embroiled in that struggle of having a longer checklist than might be needed. Because in my opinion, you really don't need to be fixated on things in life. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know if any of y'all ladies are watching this and you are looking for an individual us as females we are very detailed and we want this that and the third um 
I, I will say that once I kind of let that pressure off me, really all I wanted was some someone who was smart and someone who loved God. That's all I wanted. And, you know, after I met Neil, it was just like he's tall, he's smart, he's handsome, he has an amazing family, you know, he loves God. And it was like everything that I truly had been looking for, but really just kind of threw up my white flag and stopped looking for. Um, so I feel like, you know, we attract who we are. We attract um, what we feel we are. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I really hope that this podcast kind of brought some clarity to that there's really no perfect person. Um, but once you just kind of let that go, reduce your checklist a little bit um, and just live life. Take that pressure off. You know, you're 20, you're 25, you're 27 listening to this. Just let take that pressure off um, and just, you know, have fun with it. Yeah, and every single day. If you're listening to this podcast, think of yourself to be greatly blessed or be in a great position because you have the ability to learn, to listen to this podcast on whatever streaming platform, whatever streaming platform you prefer. So you're already blessed with having the ability of that technology, of having that free time to listen to us having the ability to listen to us, you have your hearing. Mm -hmm. So consider yourself blessed. There's always more to be achieved, but sometimes appreciation for for the thing we have right now can help yeah, achieve and, those. Yeah, no, for sure, Neil. And I also really hope that our podcast uh, maybe motivated you um, our story and how we are such different individuals and, and coming together as one through marriage. Um, I really hope that this motivated you guys or even just brought some clarity that, hey, no one's perfect. There's not that perfect person. I'm not perfect. Um, and just kind of letting go a little bit, just loosening up and knowing that uh, stop looking, stop swiping until three o'clock in the morning and just let it go. Let that energy go and that person will come. Don't overwhelm yourself and don't get yourself caught up. We really hope our story motivated you guys. We look forward to sharing more. Um, and it was just a pleasure talking to you. Remember, we're not experts. Neil's yep. probably an expert, but we're not experts. No, I am not. Uh, again, I w this is going to be a learning experience for us as well. And we we would love any feedback that you might have for us. Alrighty, thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, talk soon.